you how I'm doing? Not well, bitch. I need to start drinking alcohol. Give me one of those bottles. Baby, I'm only judging what you give me. She peed my bed. Oh, God, I'm too slow again. Yeah. <laughs> Bravo, 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 fucking bravo. I'm out. Hi, fuckers, and welcome to Bravo, Bravo, fucking Bravo. Also known as BBFB, I'm your host, Lauren Holloway. And I'm your host, Sarah Boyle. Hey, Red. <laughs> Hi, tonight. Tonight. We are, first of all, covering a lot of spicy hot topics. As always. We are always on the beat. I have watched a lot of YouTube videos. I am informed. But then, then we are deep diving into Teresa Judice. Talking all things Teresa. Sounds fabuloso, Ren. <laughs> so pour up a fabulini. <laughs> Keep it up the That's her... She had a sparkling beverage called Fabulini. Oh, I know. I would die to get my hands on some. <laughs> I bet it's like Nuvo. Do you remember Nuvo? T-Pain's oh. beverage. Oh. It, was like a, it was like a sparkling champagne, but like very sweet. Anyway, so yeah, we are going to dive into all things Teresa. But first, let's get into some hot topics. All right, Ren, start us off with some HT. Yeah. So, I mean, I think first we should kick it off talking about the new Beverly Hills trailer that you were dying for. You got it. I got it. And it, honestly, it lived up to all of my expectations. I really can't get over a few things. I've, I like, can't tell you how many times I replayed Erica when she was yelling at Sutton and just kind of like watching her, how she didn't move her teeth. Like it was so good and so scary. Um, Two, Kathy Hilton seems like a kook, like Kim. Like, I'm kind of here for it. Like, I was expecting her to be kind of cold and weird, but she is, I don't think she's cold. And, well, maybe she's cold and weird, but she's weird. And um, I'm here for that. And I feel like that helps bring a storyline for Kyle. Like, okay, her sister changed her number on you. Um, Rinna, not surprised at all that she's super excited about Scott. Disick that like she looked too happy I was like your daughter's 19 so so creepy so creepy um and like Erica did this thing when Garcelle's asking her like did you know where Erica is nodding her head yes and then says no and I can't stop thinking about it <laughs> sorry I'm like I've, I've watched it a few times maybe a few times too many yeah, I mean, I watched it once. I'm, you know, I'm not like, I'm not obsessed with Bev Hills anymore. They've let me down too many times. But yeah, there is a scene. But don't you, you know, want the comeback? Don't you want the, like, the comeback? Wouldn't it be great if they came out and gave us an amazing season? Yeah, I mean, look, you know, to quote a famous housewife, I want a business to succeed. Um. And so, look, I will watch. I can't wait to be pleasantly surprised. But, yeah, I mean, that scene with Erica and Rinna on, like, a hilltop in the desert, you know, Rinna asks 
or sorry, Garcelle and Erica. Um, and yeah, when Garcelle asked, did you know, Erica looked like such a liar, such oh. a long pause. And then no, it's like, I bitch, mean, you are so phony. I can't even, I just, and, wonder- and I wouldn't have said that, but literally she looked like she was lying. <laughs> Everything just sounded really rehearsed, and I bet she was hope like wishing that she had spent some of her money on acting lessons, because all that money and she really wasn't coming off very authentically. But I am so curious to see how she's going to spin this and the victim of herself of it all, like how that and like the drama of like. The only person who knows is him. And like, he's, you know, has dementia. Like how fucking insane is this whole, yeah. Like in what world is that possible? And look, it could be possible that she doesn't know anything, but the way she responded to that question did not help her case. I mean, that was like a three second pause. And I love, they did not edit out a microsecond, you know, it was like, Long, a long pause in a trailer. That shit is important. Dead air, just silent. No, I didn't know. It's like, all right. All right. Body language. Anyway, insane. So I hope they didn't like, you know, give us all the good stuff right off the bat, but. It did make it look like there were so many clips from like all over the place. They're talking about so many different things. It does at least look like there's not one, you know, which this is always Beverly Hills's downfall. They pick one minute, stupid story to draw out for a whole season. At least in this trailer, we I can't make heads or tails of like an arc, you know, like a, a theme. Yeah. Well, so that's good. I think that's good. They're giving us Eric chaotic. Tough, if anything. They're giving us varied topics. The original person to do that to us, to, to make us stick to kind of one topic for an entire season, was Erica, which yeah. is what, you know, so it all comes full circle. This is going to be a season that centers heavily around her and her legal troubles. I'm sure it will, but the trailer didn't necessarily give us that, which I did appreciate. It was like yeah, all sorts of, it, of random not. shit. Yeah. Well, it's not like she's, it's not her city you know she's not the she's not the queen she's like kind of lucky this happened to her she probably would have gotten fired yeah or like who knows i think you know it's not very smart for her to go on a show and like implicate herself more by like yeah talking smack about it honestly so i'm sure she wants to come across as innocent but i think she actually just is getting sued by tom's people now because she because of something that she did on the show, like talking about it. So Tom's camp is now suing Erica. Mm. So, you know, kind of fucked up all, all the way around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that. I mean, I do want to say, I, I worry that we don't have that much footage of her talking about it just because I do think they would have given us way more. Well, and everyone keeps, everyone keeps saying, oh, we're talking about it, which to me is like, they talk about it once. Right. Twice. Like, whereas with Denise and stuff, it was like. All season. All season. All so Erica time. deserves that treatment. And I hope she got it. And the trailer doesn't give me that feeling. 
We'll see, man. I'm excited for it to come though. Cause I could use some, like I'm so over Dallas that I just want like something more worthwhile on any night of the week to watch. <laughs> yeah. You know, a Tuesday or whatever. It's like below deck and then it's fucking Dallas. I need more. I am into this season of below deck though. Below decks sailing. Um, I'm yeah, I like it, but I do agree with you. Like Dallas isn't giving it to me. This week was, um, I just really, really don't like Carrie and I can't believe we're giving her a platform at all. Like when she threw salsa into the girl's bed, I was like, yeah, this is like ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Should we talk about Dallas? I mean. Yeah. Sorry. Just go in there. Please lead the way to good old D-Town. Um. I'm from there, so I can call it D-Town. <laughs> um, yeah, what, I mean, look, we're still on this never-ending trip in Oklahoma. Um, you know, we hunted for Bigfoot in the greenery next to the Airbnb cabin. We made wine by throwing clay into grape juice. I didn't know I could do that. That was very weird. <laughs> it's it's been a real nothing burger of a trip, but yeah. So on the last night of the trip, Tiffany is like, okay, y'all have gaslit me into submission. I'll try to be a prankster. Cause that's what y'all seem to like. Mm-hmm. She sets off a fart bomb in Carrie's room and Carrie responds by dumping salsa and tomato sauce in every other bed in the house. That is so fucking bizarre to me I can't imagine that being like my retribution it was just I mean the aftermath was just so awkward because everyone is just like what are you doing like where the fuck are we supposed to sleep now yeah and the people that didn't even set off the fart bomb they got salsa in their bed yeah honestly if she was in any other franchise she would be the villain but like I just don't think there's anything likable about her. Well, she's just not cunning or smart enough to actually be a good villain. Like, she's just reacting in ways that are just like, she act, I mean, yeah, she just reacted from her like hurt inner child. So transparent. And they definitely lost that Airbnb deposit. I mean, you know, that salsa went into the mattress. Uh, Right? It was all over the comforter, which you also just can't, like, throw into the washing machine. Like, I'm sure she washed the sheets, but, I mean, you could, but she didn't. <laughs> you know, that's like a, well, it was a really weird trip. It's been a really weird season. I, like, felt sad when Tiffany's mom helped her make dumplings for her birthday and then, like, didn't stay to eat them. I felt sad. Yeah. Yeah, that was a really moving scene. We... And that's the thing. It's like you get whiplash watching Dallas. Like we're watching people dangle ball sacks from (laughs) their pants, like in a relay race using like dated insensitive terms. And then by the end, we're having like a really emotional heart to heart with Tiffany and her mom. And Tiffany, yeah, went to her mom and said, you know, I think we missed out on on bonding we're not in each other's lives in a deep way i just i 
I did really feel for her when she was like, you're, you're not going to stay and eat the dumplings with us. Like you could, mom, you could stay for a little bit though. Honestly, her mom just like, obviously doesn't really like have a good like self awareness as far as how emotionally distant she was as a mother, you know, which is like really sad. And I'm sure it's like, I'm sure she knows on some level, but. Yeah. I mean, maybe a generous read would be like, she doesn't like to be there during filming. Yeah. But then I feel like she's trying to be at filming. Yeah. <laughs> but and she's going to film. So. Right. You could very easily, you know, Tiffany didn't need that storyline too. Maybe she does, but just feel like she brings a lot to the table. Um, anyway, that's, We'll see what comes out of the rest of this season. More of Brandy making everyone feel uncomfortable. Or we'll see Carrie being terrible. Yeah, I mean, Brandy cannot come back. I mean, we have we have passed the point of no return. Oof, it's, she's just... She done. They're just so, like, stupid. And, like, with the Bigfoot costumes, I was... Like, oh, you guys look really real. They're just, I don't know. They're just immature. Anyway, let's move on. They, get, they annoy me. Okay, so <laughs> the, next, the next hot topic is that J.A. Yax and Brittany had their son on April 12th, and his name is Cruz Michael Couchy. Aww. Um, I think that's like, the fifth cruise in the Bravo universe. I know there are so many children named Cruz. I think Teddy has a son named Cruz. Uh, Cameron on Dallas has a son named Cruz. Oh my gosh. Oh, that pregnancy lasted forever. That pregnancy lasted longer than the pandemic, which lasted a year. So <laughs> if- <laughs> Like, they've been pregnant for so long. I I feel so sorry for her. Like, that, yeah. did, that could not have been pleasant. I mean, we'll see how they act. They are as parents and stuff like that. I wish them the best of luck. But the news of Jax also this week always kind of being on drugs or something. Mm-hmm. Did you see that? Yeah, there was, like, somebody, somebody did a podcast – Wow, I should like have written this down. But somebody did a podcast where they basically said that Jax was always on drugs the entire time he was filming Vanderpump, which... AKA is- cocaine. That's the only drug you can always be on other than weed, but he has the profile of being angry, agitated, and red. Yeah, it definitely tracks. Yeah, and he owes like a million dollars in back taxes. That came out. So... Maybe. Yeah. They they are churning out the new parents spawn con left and right, and it stresses me out. It will continue to stress us out if they end up anywhere near our TV. Like I I hope that like Bravo knows that we don't want a TV show about them and their baby. Like we do not. That's not what we want. No one is I mean, asking for that. They fired them, so I think they know that. Okay. Well, if E is thinking about picking it up, if anybody wants it, nobody wants it. Right. Yeah, I mean, in Jax's Twitter bio, it does say, like, TV show creator. So, and they've hinted at, like, having another project coming. And, like, he's all up Randall's ass. 
I was going to say, um, it has to do with Randall, right? Probably. There was a really interesting article about Randall that came out where mm, it's like... I, I read it. Yeah. Do you want to tell us about it? Um, I can start and then, um, but it was basically just kind of about his career and about how, um, like Entourage, he's, he, the character of Turtle is based on him, which is kind of crazy. I didn't realize that. And just this whole article that, that kind of talked about how he, he started like, you know, at the bottom of this industry and has really like worked his way up and made the right connections. And he's, he's actually like, pretty legit I don't know it like made me get a lot of respect for him did we read the same article <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I didn't it. oh that is so funny I'm like did we literally did we read the same article because it's talking about how he's made money peddling just terrible films <laughs> and he and he gets like elderly stars to to do these films that no, are I did not finish this article. I definitely just read like about his, his like rise to movie producer, but like not the movies that he's ever produced. <laughs> it's about how like most of these films are only shown outside of the United States. So mm. some elderly stars will make a quick buck and sign on to one of his movies mm-hmm. and it won't really impact their legacy because they're never seen here. Like no one can name a single film by Randall, but he's pumped out so many. Interesting. And it's just absolute drivel. And apparently he has so many enemies and like he conducts business in terrible ways. Softy. <laughs> like nefarious business for sure. Well, I still respect <laughs> you just on a different level, I guess. I think we literally read two different things. <laughs> I, we might have, cause I didn't realize that at all. But I think it maybe it was, and I just like started reading something and then got bored as I often do. And stopped. I just, that's so hilarious. After I was like, oh, it's he's based on Turtle. Turtle. <laughs> oh, um, I, do, I do have to say, I think Jax and Brittany, especially Jax, I already see him becoming that asshole parent. Like if he ever is on a show again, anytime someone brings up an issue with his behavior he's gonna be like I'm a parent like I'm a dad like oh my god yes I can see that I can't even deal with this bullshit like there's more important things in life like I I care about my family only and let me let me read you a quote from their announcement in People magazine yes please also their child had just been born again congrats he said I've never in my life thought it was going to be like this. It's 10,000 times better. Dad mode just kicks in. I don't think I've ever been as happy as I am right now. Everything else in life seems so insignificant. I am crying just writing this message. I mean, sweet, I guess, but I just see how Dad mode just kicks in how after two minutes? It's like you you just had a child. Like you held a baby for the first time ever in your entire life, maybe? Yeah. But he's already, he's already like, I fly above the drama and the repercussions of my actions. I'm in, I'm in dad mode now. Yep. That's going to be a a theme. We'll see. We'll see what happens for them. I wish them the best, but like, I'm, I'm pretty 
done hearing about them, though I am curious about their like rice and potato dinners. Like potatoes, rice, corn, chicken, sweet baby rays. <laughs> Honestly, that literally sounds like something I would love. No, Just not, like I love all those things. Like you don't have to put that dinner on Instagram every night. <laughs> it's a whole thing. It's it's a whole thing. It's so no much- one, yeah, no one needs to see that. Like I don't no. show my beige plate when there's like four starches on the plate <laughs> together. <laughs> Just so funny. And some people, I mean, just the corn alone is like, you eat so much corn. I eat so much corn. <laughs> I think it's so funny and weird. It's not even like healthy. I mean, I love corn because no, it's like, just like the candy of vegetables. It's definitely not like, you know, it costs points on Weight Watchers, not like freebies, veg- veggies. It's starchy. All right. So I, I took six minutes out of my life to watch a recent cameo by Shannon Bedore. It, it was six minutes. I didn't, I didn't finish it. I mean, that's really getting your money's worth on a cameo. My, any cameo I've gotten has been like 48 seconds. Six minutes is long. So long. Like, so I watched this cameo. Was she unhinged? I mean, literally, it was like she just needed to hang out with the camera, like the phone screen. Like she was just wandering around her house. She was hanging out with her dog, but she, she, yeah, but she took the moment to say that she has not heard anything back about the next season of Real Housewives of Orange County and that they haven't made any decisions yet. Wow. That's one way to get the news out on cameo yeah i bet a lot of news has been broken that way actually (laughs) hard-hitting news um okay well that's like we'll see what happens with oc i'm in no rush to see any of them again (laughs) i'm in zero rush to oc that makes me sad though anyone you know like they used to be great and, like, what if that would happen to New York someday? I mean, it will eventually, you know. No. Oh. They, all, they all peter out. Stop it. That's this not- is just the first one to do so, so stunningly. I mean, even though Luann was a friend of for one season, but apparently it was because she moved to the Hamptons. And she held out for like more money or something. Right. I I read that because you sent it to me. I think it said (laughs) Ramona Ramona and Sonia and Luann were all holding out. Ramona and Sonia caved in, but Luann did not. And so they punished her with a friend of, but it literally did the most for her. It made her likable and she came back full time the next season. Yeah, she did. Okay, so there's a new Vulture article today called The Soul of Bravo, and it was really interesting. It was talking about Bravo sort of grappling with the previous absence of any, like, cultural context of, like, what's going on in reality and how in 2020 that just became, like, an untenable situation, Mm -hmm. Um, with the pandemic and with Black Lives Matter 
it was kind of just about Bravo grappling with, okay, how do we ride the line of giving terrible people platforms? Mm -hmm. It was a really interesting article. Um, It's like, that's the question we've been asking kind of all along. So I can't wait to read it. I haven't yet. So tell me, tell me more. Like what, what's the. Yeah. So I think there was also, as we enter the topic of the latest with Jen Shaw, there was some really interesting, there were some really interesting quotes. I will read. I've got quotes tonight. I got quotes. Okay. So from the article, I think this gives us some interesting foreshadowing for Jen. So it says, this is Andy talking about dealing with Teresa when she was going to jail. And Andy said, there were people who said you have to fire her. And it's like, look, she's going to jail. We've invested all this time. This was something that her friends were already accusing her of for years, and she was running from it. I'd rather see her grow as a human being than kill her off. I mean. Um, And so I'm like, you know what? I think they're going to take that approach with Jen Shaw. And they are already. Um, But, like, she could maybe even come back another season, you know, after she does her time. Um, Teresa did. I mean, Teresa walked so she could run. Mm-hmm. Or fly. Yeah, but also, oh my God, okay, this quote killed me. Okay, so this is, they interviewed Jen right before she got arrested. Okay, this Ooh. is Jen. I've been blessed to do very, very well, Jen Shaw told me in her last interview before she was arrested for participating in an alleged national telemarketing scam targeting elderly people. So many words in that scam. She explained her business, now the focus of a federal indictment, this way. Quote, I go over pro formas, numbers, pivot tables, and see how those are lining up with the actuals. I guess the most exciting part of that aspect of my business would be be the creative that goes into the ads themselves. But other than that, It's a lot of numbers and metrics and key performance indicators. And people are just like, oh, wait, what are you talking about? Shaw has pleaded not guilty. According to a source close to production, her arrest will likely feature heavily in the show's new season filming now. Oh, my God. Just nonsense. I love. They're like, and anyway, she got arrested. That is just like, what? Keywords like she literally Googled it, and those are just keywords for digital marketing. K- She's just performance indicators, KPIs. Really, it's like, I bitch, you do it work. Yeah, me too. Yeah, bitch. bitch, we call it KPI like a normal person. Oh, he calls it, he even calls it a key performance indicator. Um, that was a bunch of malarkey. I know. Wow. So, I mean, that's how. I don't remember exactly how she like phrased it at the reunion, but she certainly was spitting some weird words that night too. Yeah. I know. I feel like she was trying to like digital marketing gaslight me where I was like, do I even know what, how to do my job? (laughs) 
right? I'm like, wait, I know all those words, but they don't make sense, like sense in a sentence. Yeah. I'm like, and, shit, maybe I should retire. She's on the cutting edge. <laughs> and I know what we do is confusing, but um, yeah, we'll see. She pleaded guilty. <laughs> I mean, not guilty. She pleaded. Yeah. Not guilty. It also was super interesting. They talked about, they revealed some of the stats. Um, apparently the network, let's see. Um, so the network also reviews data on the Bravo viewer, who in the median is a woman in her 40s if she's watching on broadcast TV, in her 30s if she's streaming, and is 30% wealthier and more likely to have a college degree than the average cable viewer. Although Bravo's overall makeup is evenly spread along the ideological spectrum, the Dallas and New Jersey franchises have the most conservative audiences. We could have, we knew that. Yeah. The, the Potomac and Atlanta ones have the least conservative viewers. And Real Housewives of New York has the most self-identified liberals. I found that oh. interesting, that caveat there. That is, wait, where was this? survey how did they come up with this data <laughs> so that's internal that's apparently in the article it talks about how bravo mid-season is always like polling people to see how storylines wow. are working so that was from bravo interesting okay yeah i mean as a self-identified liberal i love new york the most so but i love how like Potomac and Atlanta are actually more progressive. Yeah. That, I that, mean, that tracks. I mean, can you imagine Bolo in any other city? I mean, I would love for him to come down to the All-Stars filming. Oh, oh my God. Oh my, he's an All-Star. <laughs> he needs to go to Antigua. What if they have a night where they have, like, they bring back all, like, friends of or like psychics so they have they like bring back like Allison Dubois to be at the table and stir stir the pot like yes that would be so good and obviously we're talking about the forthcoming spinoff that's happening with all stars across the different cities <clears throat> in an undisclosed tropical location I think we have discovered that it was Antigua so that, yeah, that would be so great if like they bring back, yeah, psychics, strippers. Yeah. I think Luann and Rinna were spotted there at a hotel. So that would be very exciting. Um, yeah. But I would love to just see little, you know, people from the past kind of creep up and be like, hi, I'm Alison Dubois. And tonight we're having a dinner party from hell. Like he will never emotionally fulfill you. And, and then who else would we invite to, to kind of do like a, an in-house pub crawl like they did on Summer House. So like yeah. every room's a different like, like chapter. I'm, I mean, they have to fill the nights with some kind of activities. Like this would be a great way to do it. Um, yeah, obviously one night bolo with a strip tease slash group sex party. Um, Allison Dubois, psychic reading slash takedown. <laughs> um, who else? Memorable friends of. So like maybe like a fashion show at Posh and like you have to fight someone. <laughs> right. Yeah. Kim D comes. Kim D and Kim G like they're just, just both <laughs> are there. 
that would be good. Um, what about, God, we've had something. Oh, what would you do with um, Dwight? Do yeah, Dwight could like plan a party with one of them. Do yeah. Oh my God. I actually wouldn't hate if he just was there. Yeah. I miss Dwight. Me too. I also just do sincerely wish that we could get some old housewives on this because I keep thinking about how much I actually would love to see Dorinda interact with the ladies from other cities. And yeah. whether she would be so like tough or if she just does that because she's on home turf, like I'd love to see her kind of like be like, like get drunk at Kyle Richards and see what would go down. Like, I mean, Kyle wouldn't be able to do anything except for cry and run away, but I'd love just to see different. She's someone I think I would enjoy, you know, new setting. Yeah. I mean, look at this point. Maybe they'll do another spinoff where it's all fired housewives. That's my dream. And they win their spot back. Yes. And then, yeah, they fight to get a spot back on their city. Yeah. I think, honestly, clearly they know that we're, like, in late stage housewives, kind of. Like, they're making weird choices. So I don't doubt that it's coming. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Also, apparently, Bethany did stand-up comedy in New York last night. I saw that seven whole minutes of material. She doesn't have a tight five. She has a sloppy seven. A sloppy seven is was her nickname in college, too. And she did it at a comedy club I had never heard of. Yeah, it's in the East Village, which is, like, where I live. What do you, where is that? I mean, where, what, what was the name of the club? New York Comedy Club. I think I remember walking around the village and like people would be like, hey, want to come to this comedy show? And I would say no, because they were like, they were like terrible comedy clubs that they were just trying to pack people in for free. I think it was one of those. Yeah. Sometimes I hate it when they like grab you off the street. You're like, no. It means it's a bad club. Right. But you know what? I've never been to a show there and I would love to check it out if Bethany might show up again. Who knows? Yeah, apparently they took everyone's phones, but she recorded the whole thing. So it's probably for one of her definitely still undisclosed future projects because allegedly she has a multi-series deal. Yep. She's keeping us in the dark. <laughs> um, I imagine, you know what, Bethany is funny enough, so I'm sure it was funny enough, you know? Yeah. She's, she's made us laugh, you know, for, for years, but, um, yeah, she's just, I just, I'm so sorry, Bethany. I don't think you're ever going to like not be famous for housewives as much as you don't want it. Like that's what everyone knows and loves you from. And to just, I mean, not that I exactly want you to come back, even though I, you're my favorite as like of all time, and I'll take you back. My open, and she's my she's open engaged. Discussion. Yeah, but like stop she's, waffling on that too. She's finally divorced and instantly reengaged. That divorce, in fairness, took fucking forever. Oh yeah, no judgment here. I mean, that divorce should have been done five years ago. Absolutely. She's been spiritually divorced for many years. All right, well, that's all the hot topics I have. I don't know that I have anything other than 
New Jersey tonight, which you only watched half of, admittedly, but um, Jersey, it, we got the reveal finally that Teresa has a boyfriend. His name is Louie. And um, she's very happy. And like, you know, Melissa was like, I'm tired of keeping secrets. And when I get drunk, I spill the beans. So um, I think that's wonderful. And um, a psychic was there and a fight didn't break out. If anything, it was like, it was really emotional to kind of. <laughs> so the psychic told Dolores that, um, you know, like she's not with her soulmate right now. And she was stone cold. And then she said, also, like, your dog has a message for you. And Dolores started sobbing. And everyone was like, Dolores, I've never seen you cry. <laughs> like, she's literally never cried. And she was crying. But, like, I mean, I, like, I could cry over my dead dog at any moment. Like, I get it. But it was just so, the contrast of, like, you're not with your soulmate right now. Like, you should I, be fine. Especially that's after we that's not what her. got her eyes tearing up, that she's not with her soulmate. She's like, bitch, I know that. <laughs> I mean she's definitely keeping us all on our toes and misses her dog yeah that psychic was good she was spitting hot fire she was everyone seemed genuinely surprised with like do you have relatives from Portugal and like <laughs> you know so. like oh you knew Portugal you can't find that on Wikipedia <laughs> um but she just ha- seemed to have a lot of, you know, insights. And it beats the psychic that told <laughs> Cameron that her old dog wouldn't mind if her new dog wore its clothes. <laughs> also, and backed it to Alice. Sorry. Also, also <laughs> I, I loved they showed a throwback to, I think, Melissa and Teresa talking to a psychic, like in a previous season. Mm-hmm. And it was my favorite quote. The psychic said, I'm a simple girl, and I, that's heard dead people all my life. Oh, my God. Yes. I'm a simple girl. No, I'm a simple girl that talks to dead people or something like that. Yes. It was, like, amazing. It was. It was something like that they've, like, haunted. Not haunted, but, like, her whole life she's been plagued by this. I'm a simple girl that's always talked to dead people. I love dead people. I mean, that must be really scary if you don't. If no one else sees it. <laughs> All right. BRB fuckers. We'll be right back. Welcome back, fuckers. I hope you're ready to talk about our favorite OG from the NJ. <laughs> that is not as smooth as OG from the OC. So anyway, um, we have Teresa Judice, you know, is the big topic of the night. Um, we've been with Teresa a lot of years and despite everything, um, you know, she's managing to come out tasting sweeter than ever this year, which literally turns my stomach. Anyway, Ren, tonight's deep dive is Teresa Judice. What have you got for us? Okay, so just a quick little stat game. We haven't deep dived on a housewife in a while, so I'm excited to get back to the basics of this pod. Okay, bio, Teresa, an American television personality, fitness competitor, best known for starring in The Real Housewives of New Jersey. She has written multiple New York Times bestseller cookbooks and was featured on Donald Trump's Celebrity Apprentice Season 5. 
Her birthday is also my birthday, May 18th. 1972. She is 48. She was born in Patterson, New Jersey. Yes, her, she was. her height, 5'8". Oh, she, was, <laughs> she, she was married to Joe Giudice, or Giudice um, from 1999 <laughs> to 2019, 20 years. Wow. She has four children. I had to count it. Gia, Gabriella, Melania, Adriana. Who's your favorite? Melania. Same. Patterson, New Jersey, which I believe is the first thing she says as she's driving to go somewhere in like the very first scene we ever see her in when she's like, you know, you should have seen me when I had big hair and, and like, what was it? Like big hair and big nails or it was something like that. And it's like, Teresa, you still have big hair. Um, the first season that she's on is really everyone just kissing her ass. Actually. They're like, Oh, Teresa's so funny. She's like Lucille ball. Like she is a caveman, a cave woman. Yeah. In the early seasons, she was just like, ha ha ha. I'm the goofy, silly mom. And like, no one saw that she was a viper. No, but I don't know if she just like, if she evolved into that over the years, just to kind of, I mean, I think she always had a little piece of that because she was so like mean to Danielle as much as Danielle was crazy. Like, yeah, you know, Teresa, <laughs> Teresa is something, but I think she's really done what it takes to survive over the years. And that is kind of what makes her the star of that franchise respectively yeah i mean it feels important to me here's a few nuggets that i want to start with i think on one hand teresa is basically the last you know definitely one of the last ogs you know where she mm-hmm. has been in her franchise from day one she has seen housewives come and housewives go so i think she has you know, she's kind of elevated into that space. Of they like, stopped this. filming for her to go to prison. Like, that's how much yeah. the franchise is central around her character. Yeah, like, she she is in with production. Like, mm-hmm. she literally feels like she owns the franchise. Um, and obviously, she didn't start that way. So I think that is something that she has, you know, she has grown into that. Absolutely. But that leads me into my second nugget, which is I love to watch Housewives and be with these women for years and see them grow and change. And I think she has grown the least of Uh any housewife I've ever seen. I think you're right. I think she's grown the least, but she's like some somehow still managed to like evolve. And I think maybe it's just because she's like, I think she's genuinely very dumb. Um, but like, but she's, she has kept the story going. Like, I mean, maybe that's just because so many life events have, well, I won't say happened to her because everything that's happened to her is, you know, of her own doing, but she's lived a thousand different lives kind of like right before our eyes, which is smart, but she has not made any growth. Like this season has really been hard for me 
she just, I don't think I've ever seen anybody take less accountability in my whole life. And sometimes it's just like, and it's infuriating. I'm not a Teresa apologist. I'm not a Teresa stan. I respect her though. You're not a tree hugger? I'm not a tree hugger. But I do love me some Joey Gorka though. I love her brother. I know you are a Joe Gorga apologist. I am. I'm sorry. I mean, don't apologize for being an apologist. I can't help it. I just like love be him. Un- be unapologetic. He's so he's just such a goomba. I don't even know what that word means, but that's why he is a meatball. Yeah, I mean, look, let's talk about Teresa has, obviously, she knows how to, like you said, so many things have happened to her, and I feel like she's just always pivoting and reacting, Mm -hmm. um, but not necessarily, like, integrating any lessons or, like, taking anything in. No. But yeah, let's talk about, like, she, she has, she's far from, like, being the most successful like she hasn't been successful at this but she was one of the first to like turn being a housewife into you know she wrote a bunch 100%, of hundred percent hundred percent she wrote a bunch of cookbooks she did a liquor line fabulini bellinis right. um she what else did she do i mean she's she, well, she also has never missed an opportunity to sell a story. Like, there's a reason she's the most popular, too. She sold every story. She was always on the cover of People magazine. Yeah. I, mean, I haven't watched Jersey from the beginning, and I knew who she was. Let me hit you with all of her book titles. She has published many a book. All right. Fabulicious. Fabulicious Fast and Fit. Fabulicious on the Grill. Standing strong, turning the tables, colon, from inmate to housewife and back again. And get ready for this one, the longest book title of all time. Skinny Italian, colon, eat it and enjoy it, dash, live la bella vita and look great, comma, too, exclamation point. No. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, and isn't isn't it kind of known that all the recipes in those, or at least the majority of them, come from her mother? So, like, she just totally capitalized on her mother's recipes, called them her own. I think that's why Kathy and her, like, Kathy and Melissa are always kind of, like, calling her out on that stuff. Yeah, and I, you know, I thumbed through some of these tomes, a.k.a. looked for screenshots on Google. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like all the recipe titles are like mama's meatballs and like papa's. <laughs> um, yeah, there was one where it was like, wow, they didn't call him no-no. It was like papa's steak um, where it was like, oh, this is my father's steak recipe. They didn't um, call him no-no? No, they didn't even call him no-no. And that's why I was like, this was fully ghost written. And she didn't even like look over it. <laughs> That's sad, except for when she was calling out Caroline Manzo on being like 116th Italian. That was in one of her books, right? And brought up Albie Manzo's desire to open up a 
car wash. Strip, strip, strip club, club car wash. Um, so she's the original talk about the children, by the way. She literally is. Yeah. Um, yeah, all the reviews of the book were like, or of her cookbooks were like, they are full of shade and like mentions of the show and like insults of course to her they castmates. Do. I um, can't imagine her doing any, having an, a, an opinion or a life outside of the show, even a little yeah. bit. It's her personality. But I, I mean, look, I was on, Go- I was on Goodreads reading some of the reviews mm-hmm. and somebody shared her recipe for tomato sauce. And? Do you want to hear it? Yeah, I'd love to. Let's make Extra- it live on the air. Okay. It's going to be easy. Extra it? virgin olive oil. Got it. Plum tomatoes. No. Tomato paste. Chopped basil. Done. <laughs> Oh my God! What really? That's, that's it. That that is very simple. There was one recipe where she was like, "This is a great opportunity to play around with using basil." <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, the most basic Italian staple. If you want to get crazy, <laughs> <laughs> like no garlic, or I mean, I don't really know what usually goes into like a traditional gravy, but. I mean, more than that, I don't want to be shady, but it's, everyone was like, okay, this is like, she Googled the basics. Wow. Well, I have to say, I would be interested to pick up some tips from the skinny Italian. Italian food is superior and it is fattening. (laughs) Italian food is superior. (laughs) It's so good. But uh, you know what? Anything fabulous, fabulatini, I could not be more turned off by anything that sounds like that. Eat it and enjoy it. No, I don't want to. It sounds gross. Live la bella vita. (laughs) You can, comma, too. And look great, too. (laughs) They're like, words, 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 pack them all in, colon, comma, dash. Yeah, yikes, Teresa. But you know it's what? It's all there. She has six more New York Times award-winning books than I do. I mean, not award-winning. <laughs> Best seller. Best seller. And there's been a lot of, you know, details about like you can call it a bestseller for, you know, less than stellar sales, but whatever. That's neither here nor there. Yeah. I mean, I think we just, we've, we know, I'm always pretty certain I know how Teresa makes her money now. <laughs> like it's, it's all pretty obvious. Um, and it's not necessarily a bad thing. Like I've Tell heard, us. I've heard her speak about, well, I mean, just beyond like doing housewives and all of that, like Teresa did sell stories. Like when Joe was away is when she, you know, she sells a lot of shakes and teas and I mean like those the Judaises like Gia does it now too like they just sell a lot of products on Instagram um and I think Teresa's done what she has to do to take care of her children and what I have always like respected about Teresa is um I think she's a good mom I've said this before I'll say it again like I think she's like a really patient mom. I, I always try and like kind of observe her when she's with her kids and they all really do love her. I mean, I think Gia is more the 
grown up in this situation, which is also pretty normal considering she's the oldest and her parents are divorced. Like she shoulders a lot of responsibility, but, um, Teresa, that's where my soft spot for Teresa lies is in her kids. Yeah. I mean, let's do what Teresa does and talk about the children. And I'm just going to kick us off with a little song. I mean, that is devastating. I could not love that TikTok trend more. Like a viral, I I know that, you know, that it is devastating. Don't get me wrong, but I do love what has become of it. And I love that Gia herself made a TikTok to it, which is great. Yeah. So so that song by Gia from an early season of Real Housewives is now the most popular sound on TikTok. And I just love when housewife stuff goes like totally mainstream. Like, you know that nobody actually knows what that comes from. And they don't know the interfamily strife. That 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 was because and Teresa were fighting and that was when like Kathy Wakili and Rosie, like everyone was fighting in their family post um, christening, communion? Post christening. Christening. Um, so that was like high stakes drama. And that was also when um, it was like, Melania, Melania. First you were one, then you were two. But... I think waking up in the morning is deserving in its moment in the sun. Yeah, for sure. And I was, I mean, as I was playing that song, I was watching the scene and it's just adults being totally devastated and uncomfortable that that is coming from a child. And Teresa's like, yeah, (laughs) just totally oblivious or oblivious to the like mental health crisis going on. Or if she, and I know I keep saying that. I'm sorry. I just find her to be like not intelligent. She's not an observant person. I don't think she can take in information when talking to another human. I, I mean that like she gets Why? frustrated not being, she gets frustrated not being able to properly like verbalize her emotions and her feelings. And so then she just, you know, like flips a table over or you know, she just kind of like flies off the handle and it's because she gets so frustrated that she like, she's struggling to understand and to process what's going on within herself and with those around her. Um, yeah. So like that's ultimately why we've seen her throw wine glasses and push Andy. I actually can't believe he has such a soft spot for her. He like, she pushed him. Andy, that's the thing. If Andy doesn't like you, you are out. And Andy loves her to a degree that I don't think is actually appropriate, like, or based on merit. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, because, yeah, many seasons ago, she literally technically assaulted him. She shoved him down into his chair. (laughs) And was (laughs) was her spot vulnerable? No. No. No, if anything, it was more, like, valuable. I think with every kind of like fuck up 
I, I think he does see that. And I think he's just as impressed that we, as we are that like, she has a, she always has a storyline. Like none of hers are really ever that fabricated. Like her life has been interesting since she entered our lives. Yeah. I think that's a great point actually. You know, I think a secret to housewife longevity is a good relationship with producers. Mm -hmm. Um, AKA, I don't think she's a diva. I don't think she's mean to people when they're in her house shooting. Um, probably feeds them and a good relationship with, you know, Andy, um, and an authentic, always having an authentic storyline. And she could not construct a false storyline to save her life. You well, know, you I think she just shows up and is like, it's a mess. This is what's happening. But that's what, that's what makes it so funny when she does try yeah. to craft, you know, a storyline because she's such a bad actress. So like, whether it's, you know, the Melissa's a stripper, like, you know, storyline from like the posh fashion show, however many seasons ago, or, you know, pull her hair and then like denying it with Danielle, like she... She's such a bad liar. She gets caught in these lies and then, and then she gets like mad. She like half apologizes or like in some cases just stops being friends with the person is like, okay, I'll never talk to her again. Okay. That's all I have to do. Yeah. So yeah, there's no shame when she gets caught trying to produce a storyline. I mean, this is a woman who like you said, literally tried to frame her sister-in-law as being a stripper. And by the way, if she was cool, who cares? But like created this story and it blew up in her face immediately. Maintain that I want Melissa and Teresa's relationship studied. Like, I just feel like as far as women and sisters-in-law and women who'd like don't really like each other, but tolerate each other. It's really so interesting. Like just when I'm like, oh, I, I'm like happy. It feels like they're getting along. I, you know, you, you hear something or Teresa makes an underhanded comment to her and it's just, um, it's interesting. And like Teresa just wants to fuck her brother. <laughs> Teresa literally wants to fuck her brother. I mean, that is the most captivating dynamic that informs, you know, why she hates her sister-in-law. But yeah, I mean, early seasons of Jersey were like, it was the best franchise for seasons. It is. It was so good. It was so real. Just the Mm -hmm. inter-family drama and strife Mm -hmm. of like a brother and sister and the families that they have created trying to coexist and like be there for their parents Mm -hmm. it was so captivating and just so dark it was like really dark it was the Mm real it was too real very like the seasons where like juicy joe and joe gorga love that they have the same name i mean it just keeps yeah, you know, fanning the flames of desire, like. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, they're so distinct. Like when you say Juicy Joe, we all know who you're talking about. Yeah, but Juicy Joe and Joe Gorga, when they were fighting in that hotel ballroom, 
Oh my God. During, during a therapy session, <laughs> during a ther a family therapy Ooh. session. And then Joe Gorga's like hair spray on hair oh dye for his bald spot. Got all, got all over juicy Joe. And juicy Joe was like, he's biting my nuts. He's biting my nuts. <laughs> yeah. I remember. <laughs> That's one of the, the fights we've seen on Jersey. He's biting my nose. <laughs> I forgot about that little detail. Um, the, we've seen we've seen some good fighting out of the Jersey cast, men and women. Like, not that it's good. I don't condone violence, but also it's like just adds that extra special layer. And Teresa was a bodybuilder, so you know what? That's also that just sorry brings me to this place where Teresa's literal story line is just so evident from all of her um, introductions for all of her taglines. Like it was, it's like when she was really into yoga, it was like namaste. When she was really into bodybuilding, it was about that. When she's really into <laughs> tasting like pineapple, it's about that. Um, like it's yeah. starting the season over. is about being horny. It's, it's, yeah, exactly. So it's yeah. like my vagina tastes like pineapples. But I know that like every housewife, that's kind of meant to be the deal. But for Teresa's, it's just so um, transparent. Yeah, I mean, in some ways, she is without artifice. I mean, mm-hmm. it's all she just shows up. It's all just right like there. hi. Um, I was watching Watch What Happens Live with her a couple of weeks ago or last week or whatever that was. And Andy was kind of grilling her about her new guy. And she, I mean, she didn't seem to really know. She was playing coy, you know, but Andy was asking pretty like hard quitting, uh, hard hitting questions. Like if they thought they were going to get married, if she would make him sign a prenup. They bought this house, but apparently they haven't decided to move in together. They're they're using it as an investment property. Um, but yeah, they're going to flip it. I still feel like they're going to move in together and move into that house. But yeah, Teresa said she definitely saw a future with this guy, could see herself being with him. So um, it makes me think of Dolores's uh, watch out for red flags advice. But... I'm yeah. excited to meet the guy anyway. Yeah, I worry. As my birthday twin, I worry for Teresa just like Hi. jumping into another monogamous long-term relationship. Mm, I do know someone else who does that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, we should talk about like, you know, we saw Teresa in this incredibly fraught traditional relationship with a man that would like literally verbally abuse her on camera like remember when he literally was like on the phone with his mistress and was like oh my cunt wife is calling me (laughs) over like his hot mic caught everything he said while he was on the phone with his mistress Um, I mean how (sighs) drunk was he that he didn't realize that he hot mic I know. He was Don't like, take a phone call from your mistress if you're... My cunt wife is calling me over. And then he went to prison and he sent her to prison. And 
He sent her to prison. Joey Gorga, when he was kind of yelling about Joe the other night, I was like, everything he's saying is right. He just, this man destroyed your family. He sent yeah. your sister to prison. Yeah. Like, Teresa, like he used you. And like, you went to learn, jail. learn some lessons and like Jeez. be but, but, mad at your ex and put some boundaries in place. I mean, literally, she went into business with him on like a sex toy business which they have now ended their partnership but i heard i heard yeah um i do have to say i think for the sake of like their girls and for the sake of this really odd kind of like situation that they're in like joe's not allowed in this country so like how much of a threat can he really be so I, i do respect like much like i you know i respect Teresa's as a mother like she's I think she's doing what's best for yeah, her kids right now, especially while the girls are still young. But I just mean like maybe you shouldn't go back into business with the man that sent you to jail for <laughs> your business dealings together. Yeah. She, she really gives people another chance. Um, she does. And so I'm- do I. This There's- is a, This is a self-read, to be honest. Well, now I'm a little bit like, I didn't think you were anything like Teresa. And now I'm realizing that you're exactly like Teresa. No. Only, only in that my, like her loyalty runs so deep. And once you have it, she like does not revoke it even when she should. Oh, you know what? I like disagree with that though. But like, how that's the thing. If she's never loyal to you, she never will be. Like, she will never be loyal to Melissa, and she should. Yeah, but, like, she wasn't loyal to Marge. She went around that whole table and said, I've never done anything fucked up to you. And every single person at that table was like, She'd done fucked up shit. You you mother fucked me this way. You mother fucked me that way. Everyone there, from Margaret to, maybe not Dolores. If anything, I think Dolores is the more loyal one. Oh, I think you're right. But I do think... For Teresa, especially with Juicy Joe. Yeah, no, no, never, no, you're right. She will never revoke that loyalty. You know what? I think it also, I think I remember hearing that Teresa's mother loved Juicy Joe. And I can just see there is just some part of her too that like she did, she has known Joe since she was like 15 or something. And she yeah. loved him since she was that young. Traumatic. And it's, I know, but like honestly, that's like, I feel like that probably has so much to do with it. And she is such a child and being like, Oh, like my mom loved him. She misses her mom. She misses yeah. both of her parents. Like and I'm sure she thing. has a soft spot. I mean, I think that's why ultimately she was so mad at juicy Joe and divorced him. She was like, I blame you for stealing the last few years with my mom that I could have had when yeah. I was in the clinic. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be pissed. And that's too. it. If her mom had still been alive, who knows how she would have reacted. And she should have broken up with him, but she might have still been with him. You know what? You've got that is straight truth. Um <laughs> straight up. Um fun fact where where she was in prison is uh the town next to where I grew up. So she was in Danbury, Connecticut. And there's a female correctional facility there. They almost sent Martha Stewart there, but they didn't. But little known fact, that is also just like where Orange is the New Black is like based on that prison. Wow. Yeah, you're welcome. 
Yeah. I mean, Teresa was like, I had some good friends in prison. I got into yoga. She I called it camp to her daughters. Yeah. I love the pictures of her and all the inmates and stuff. Like, I hope she did. I mean, if she's not going to really like be sorry for what she did and all that. Which she's not. At least she had a good time. <laughs> you know, at least she really enjoyed herself at camp. And you know what? Jacqueline was not I like love that Jacqueline brought it up to her. Jackie? Yeah. Jackie. Jacqueline Larita. No, Jackie. RIP Jacqueline Larita, no longer on the show. Still alive. But Jackie, um, when she said, What'd you learn that in prison? I just I still die. I know. Jackie tried her best to come with a read. She sure did, but I think she did. She struck a nerve with Teresa, who just who can totally dish it but cannot take it. This has been evidenced time and time again. Like she makes up these rumors, she spreads rumors. The second she hears anything about herself, her family, her whatever, it's just like game over. I know she's so sensitive for someone that ruins lives. <laughs> like. I and I get this sen- as a birthday twin. Again, I'm just spiraling about my own self. I'm so sensitive. Mm-hmm. Can I not take it? But I don't ruin people's lives. I'm not mean to people. Um, I don't think, I don't really consider you guys to be in the same um, like league as far as that <laughs> Okay, great. I'm just, I am like, I'm placing myself and her up to the light together and I don't even need to do that so I'm gonna stop yeah I I wouldn't like look too far into it honestly <laughs> you you really don't like read super heavily Teresa to me I shouldn't um, look at I shouldn't look at everyone that was born on May 18th and think that we are deeply connected I mean maybe you are but also you're probably not um, lots I mean, of signs go into a chart remember it's not just all sun sign here yeah, I mean, I, I have her chart. and Oh, what you got? She is definitely very sensitive when it comes to conflict. Um, she's a Cancer, Venus, and Mars. Um, oh, uh-huh. Leo, Moon, uh, okay. Mercury, and Taurus. Oh, Leo, Moon Taurus. is how she feels about herself. So, so she, that's why she's so self-obsessed. She feels very good about herself. She does feel very good about herself. And but she, you know commu- what? Yeah. She communicates in like a very stubborn, she's not going to like yeah. change her yeah. tack. I still can't believe, I mean, she feels good about herself. She's really disciplined. Remember when she used to bring her own chicken in Tupperware to like restaurants? The season she was bodybuilding? The season she was bodybuilding. Yeah. She was so disciplined and good and uh, I mean, very impressive, Teresa. (laughs) Yeah, she got ripped that season. I just remember being like, oh my God, she's going on vacation. She's not drinking right now. I think think we're so used to like the healthy Teresa who was doing yoga, who was a bodybuilder. So that's why this season her like drunk voice is so jarring. And like COVID, she's probably like been stuck in a house with four kids and is also like horny and ready to mingle. Yeah, she she isn't one to usually drink that much on camera. And this season she is Yeah. Lit. 
all these franchises are like when you get down to it, it's a series of acti- like group activities and or group trips. So you also tend to drink a lot more when you're on a group trip because like you're on vacation. Yeah. So, you know, like it's all like mini versions of, you know, well, just any reality show where they're locked in a house. Totally. So it does like turn into mini social experiments like Summer House this season. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing, especially it was like, okay, for the first time in months, we can go out. We're getting tested. We're in the bubble of filming. Yep. So everyone went buck wild. Yeah. Including Therese. Yeah. I mean, look, there's so much we could talk about. Obviously, you know, she screamed prostitution whore and flipped a table. You know, she sort of set the format for like drunken, wild explosions. Like literally she is the table flipper. Um, There's something to be argued with that moment that that she really like each of the friend that's what really like put housewives on the map and i think every og has a different reason that they put housewives on the map but teresa truly like as someone who didn't watch housewives at that time i knew exactly what happened yeah prostitution whore engaged 19 times 19 times table flip (laughs) you engaged 19 times like i love how mad that made her she was incredulous about the number of engagements and so am i so hey attention please lost it (laughs) lost it danielle staub who only came back in later seasons and was Teresa's friend like that dynamic is actually insane yeah and she's so famous for like everything she says she uses the wrong words where it's like i'm gonna blow a casket yeah why Jersey's like fun to watch sometimes though because you got drowned it she called cumin cumin yep as a cookbook authoress I I think that I mean there's so many more things we could say about Teresa um but I think for now that will that'll do bye fuckers If you want to send us an email, if you want to get in touch with us, send us some questions, send us some hot topics, email us at bbfbpod, P-O-D, at gmail.com. C-O-M. Bravo, bravo, bravo. I'm out.